0: No energy, always fatigued? As your got up and go, got up and went? Primrose Leafs Pro Max 365 helps to produce natural energy, increase endurance and stamina, improve performance during exercise, reduce pain from fibromyalgia, and is excellent for cardiovascular support. A doctor-designed, deliciously berry-flavored formula that's great for ages 18 to 99. Order Pro Max 365 and get the natural energy you've always wanted. Call 844-376-0007. Refuel daily with Pro Max 365 and get your life back. My guest today is Steve Austin, and he has been a pastor and senior director at Lakewood Church in Houston, Texas for over 20 years. And he has overseen 24 ministries and 40 adult Bible classes and has been a frequent speaker. Now, Steve has ministered to thousands of sick people and their families in the largest medical center in the world, the Texas Medical Center in Houston, Texas, and did hospital Chaplaincy training at MD Anderson Cancer Center, the world's top cancer center. He is also the president and executive director of Living Hope Chaplaincy, a nonprofit organization that trains and mobilizes volunteers to provide spiritual care to hospital patients, their families, and health care workers. And we're here today to discuss Steve Austin's very powerful new book, God Heals: Eight Keys to Defeat Sickness and Receive Divine Healing. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome my very esteemed guest today steve austin welcome to the show
1: thank you so much dr ward i appreciate it so much great to be with you
0: well i read your book as i do everyone from cover to cover and there's so many questions that i have but ladies and gentlemen my questions are going to be pointed towards steve to bring inspiration and encouragement and motivation to you that god still heals and Steve, my first question to you is, why have we seen a lack of faith in believing the Lord for healing in the modern age?
1: That's a great question, Ward. I think there's several reasons for it. Um, number one, in America and, and the Western cultures, um, you know, people have been conditioned to um, be left brained and, and, uh, rely on information and technology and medicine and doctors. And, um, you know, people get on Dr. Google and, and Google about their, their condition. And, and that's what they tend to attach their faith to instead of God. Um, and, and so that's, that's one reason, um, a major reason. Um, People are just like that in in our Western culture. Um, we we rely heavily on technology and medicine and information um, instead of uh, instead of relying more on God.
0: Well, why do people so quickly believe the doctor's final word instead of believing God's final word?
1: Yeah, I think I think you know society has just been conditioned that way, and also uh, Ward most churches don't teach on healing. Um, You know, I grew up in churches that didn't teach on healing for the first 31 years of my life. I had never heard any uh, teaching or preaching about healing or faith. Um, I mean, obviously faith in Jesus Christ and the fact that he died for our sins, but I heard no messages about like everyday faith, how to use your faith in everyday life. And so, I think it's kind of both. I I think, you know, most Christians don't hear teaching about healing and so they they don't really know much about it. And um, they're not going to churches that that are really encouraging um, faith for healing. And then and then, like I said, our Western culture is just so um, we almost deify doctors And, and I've seen this over and over again, um, even with mature Christians, you know, if a doctor says something, they treat it like it's gospel and, and and we have to understand that we love doctors and we appreciate doctors and God uses doctors in medicine, but they're human beings and, and they are limited, but God is not limited. God can do things that doctors in medicine can't do
0: yeah, you know, and one of the things that i've that I've been trying to, even for my own viewers and listeners, Steve, is that, yes, absolutely 100 percent God heals today. We can receive salvation just as easy as receiving his healing power because it came as a package deal. Amen. that's right. you know? Um, but you know, you're right. The church today, many churches today don't preach on healing. And they only preach on the fact that receive Christ. So there's that little bit of faith there. But of course, sometimes I think that the lack of teaching and practicing the power of healing that God has given us to lay hands on the sick and to, to command people to rise up and walk, I think that there, there's a lack of faith coming from the pulpit in many, in many churches across the country. And I think if, it's, you know, if it starts at the top, it trickles down to the bottom that's right. Yeah. So, right. but let me ask you this because so many people, like you said, people believe the doctor's final word, the, the final diagnosis. Yeah. And so why do people believe a negative report as fact and then choose to live in a spirit of unbelief? Is it just fear or just a lack of knowledge or both?
1: Well, I, I think, you know, if, if, um, if you look at human beings just from an evolutionary standpoint and, and by evolutionary, I, I don't mean the theory of evolution, because obviously I'm a believer and I believe in creation, but I'm talking about how humans evolved over the you know thousands of years, you know, we we for thousands of years, um, humans were, were running from tigers and, you know, the, the, different different threats you know, and so, um, every, every day when they woke up, you know, they had to, to look at, you know, what, what is the threat out there, you know, and they were, they were trying to, to, to survive, um, in the, in the wilderness and everything. And so, so from an evolutionary standpoint, our brains kind of developed with a negativity bias that that's why, um, negative news sells. And that's why, you know, you, uh, you, there can be a beautiful sunset when you're driving home from work, and you'll just zoom home and be on your telephone and everything. But if there's a wreck on the side of the road, you'll slow down and 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 stare because we have we sort of have this negativity bias built into us that we we purposely and intentionally need to overcome every day.
0: Well, that brings up my next point because. You bring it up in the book about the importance of staying positive. So let's kind of walk everyone through here uh, in a hypothetical situation. Uh, a doctor calls a person into their office. Doesn't look good. The doctor gives a diagnosis that is a life or death situation. And how do, how should we as believers and even those that could be watching or listening, that may not believe in Christ at the moment. But for those who are believers, when they go into that doctor's office to receive a negative report, a bad report, how important it is to stay positive at that very moment in time.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, it's so critical, Ward. Every single day, um, from the moment a person gets a report like that, they need to be intentional and purpose, purposeful about feeding their faith, staying positive, keeping their mind going in the right direction. Because, you know, what what happens is, it, and this is this is all of us. You know, we're all emotional beings, and you know, when you get a report like that, it it's upsetting. It causes fear, and so um, if you know if we don't do something to counteract that it's going to gain momentum and, and that's the direction that we're going to keep going. And and we're going to get sucked into depression and fear and, and worry. And your faith can't operate in that kind of environment.
0: Yeah. Um, And our our immune system will immediately react to that negativity. Right. Exactly. So we don't want to, yeah, we don't want to start off immediately on the wrong foot. The moment we hear bad news from the doctor, you know, we all need to realize with God, there's always a will and there's always a way. And His will yeah. is that He wants to heal us.
1: Amen. Amen. And you know, the other thing too, Ward, is is we have to remember that um, what, what, I, what I'm talking about um, today and what I talk about in the book is not telling people to deny the natural facts. I'm, I'm not telling people if your doctor tells you you have cancer, to just sort of deny it, put your head in the sand, you know, and I'm, I'm I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is there there are facts, and then there there is God's truth and God's power, um, you know, and we see that over and over in the Bible that God's truth and God's power supersedes natural facts. You know, we we could go all throughout the Bible. I mean, um, you know, feeding the five thousand. I mean a little boy with two loaves and five fish. There's no way in the natural that could feed 5000 people, but God was able to multiply it. Um, Peter walking on the water, you know, uh, the laws of gravity say there's no way that a man can walk on water. That's the natural facts. But Peter stepped out of that boat in faith, and he was able to walk on water supernaturally. And we we have to understand that we we serve a super supernatural God. He is not limited by the natural facts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know the thing is is even at the very point of someone receiving salvation, they had to make the first move. okay Yes. So in your book and and you laid this book out in a very perfect way for everyone to understand, The keys are so easy to follow, but they're so encouraging. A bright light is what I keep calling them. But what are some of the things that we must do when believing God for a miracle? So what do we do so He can do the supernatural?
1: Yeah. So so the first thing we have to do, and and the first key in the book is called um, God is a healer. Um, The first, you know, because... Like I said, a lot of people aren't taught about healing. Um, a lot of people have, have even have erroneous beliefs about God, that God puts sickness on people, or that God doesn't heal today, and all those things. So the first thing we have to do is is get our belief about God straightened out. Because we we can't receive something from God if we don't believe Him for it. That that's why that's why it's key number one. To believe that God is your healer because if you don't believe that then that that kind of stops the whole process of faith how can you how can you believe God for your healing if if you don't know that God is a supernatural healer or if you have been taught that God puts sickness on people um, and those kind of things so that that's step number one and then you know we have like I said we have to understand that God is supernatural he's a miracle working God. If if you are listening to this broadcast and you you are a believer in Christ and you believe the Bible, then you believe that God spoke the whole universe into existence. You believe that he parted the Red Sea. You believe that he raised Jesus from the dead after three days. So um, I'm just asking you to apply that same faith of, of those things that you already believe to your your own personal healing.
0: Yeah, and it's true, and that's the reason why I'm, I'm a, I'm a big, uh, well, I guess cheerleader, or advocate, or whatever you want to call it, for people to literally read their Bible. You know, yeah, yeah. of all the people that go to church, only twenty percent or less actually read the Bible they carry, so they're yeah. not well equipped that when bad, bad times come or ill health comes, especially you know what we're talking about right now. But I want to ask you, Steve, because you know, people we're, we're we're visual beings. Yeah. When Jesus walked upon the earth, one of the he literally went around healing all. And and you right. know, he even told people, if you don't believe in me, believe in the things that you have seen me do. Yes. So we are very visual. Yeah. Now, how do you how do you personally minister to people that Uh, see their loved ones die from a sickness that they were believing for healing for. And then when they themselves get sick, they lose the faith to believe because they saw that someone else didn't make it.
1: Yeah, that's a great question, Ward. Um, And I addressed that in the very first chapter of of the book, Um, the the one that's called God is a Healer. Um, And and there's a section in there that's called, um, What if Healing Doesn't Come? because we all know people who had faith, you know, they, they, they believed for their healing and they had uh, hundreds of people praying for them and they were faith filled and, and they, they died. Um, and so how do we reconcile that? It's a great question. And, you know, my answer is, you know, God has an individual plan for everybody's life. Um, the fact that somebody died, like my own mother died of dementia and, and I did everything that I talk about in this book to help her, you know, and she had faith, but, um, you know, God has an individual plan for everybody's life. We're not going to, to solve all those mysteries, um, down here, but I will tell you that God is a healing God. Uh, even, even when we get healed the ultimate way by going to heaven, that's that's actually the ultimate healing. Um, the apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter one. He said, "To live is Christ, and to die is gain." I'm torn between the two, having a desire to depart and be with Christ, which is better by far. So, as believers in Christ, we win either way. If we get healed on this earth that's a win. If we get healed by going to heaven, that's an even greater win. But, uh, you know, and and we see some of the the greatest people in the Bible um, did not get healed. This side of heaven, like, um, like Elisha, for example, in the Old Testament, he did twice as many miracles as Elijah, his predecessor, and more miracles than anybody in, in the Old Testament. And he had so much power and anointing that even after he died, they lowered a dead man into his tomb. And when the dead man touched Elisha's bones, he came back to life. That's how much power and anointing Elisha had. But the Bible says that he he got a disease and died from yeah. from the disease.
0: Yeah, and 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 I, you bring, and I'm glad you brought that story up. Because I want you to share with us some of the healing miracles that you have yeah. personally witnessed. And I really want you to share. There's a story sure. that goes yeah. along with the Elijah story um, about a girl who had a tumor that vanished. Yes. And I want you to tell us that story and tell us what happened.
1: Yeah. Ah, oh, that's one of my favorite um, stories, Ward. I mean, just just so incredible. So, this is when I was going through uh, chaplaincy training at MD Anderson. Um, I'd already been a pastor for for many years, but um, I, I went through chaplaincy training at MD Anderson, and and during that chaplaincy training, I ministered to over four hundred cancer patients. Well, one day, I got um, Paige to go talk to this uh, family. Um, their teenage daughter had a brain tumor and I went in the room and, and the parents were there and the daughter and, um, you know, they, the parents were real faith filled. You know, the doctors were giving a very dire report and saying, you know, there's nothing more we can do. And, but, you know, basically your daughter's going to die, but the parents wanted to believe God for a miracle. So we, um, we had about an hour. I spent an hour with them and we worshiped God. We prayed, you know, just we, we stirred each other up with the scriptures and you could just feel the presence of God so strong in that room. It was palpable. And, um, and so anyway, I finished with them. We prayed and, and, and did all that. And I left and, um, the mother told me, um, later, she said, pastor Steve, after you left the room, the presence of God was still so strong in the room. And a couple days later, the girl had another MRI and the doctor looked at it and was just dumbfounded. He, he said, I don't know how to explain this medically, but your tumor is gone. It's vanished. Um, but the story gets even better ward. So, um, after she checked out, a, a, a toddler who had been to another top hospital, um, Texas Children's Hospital, the top children's hospital in the world. Um, he had a brain tumor, and Texas Children said, "There's there's nothing more we can do." So they referred him to MD Anderson. So he checked into this girl's room and got her same room and her same bed and everything, and um the presence of God was still so strong in the room and the doctors at MD Anderson were saying, we're saying, you know, there's nothing we can do. Um, they were telling the parents that the child is going to die, but the presence of God was so strong in that room. Still that, that his tumor vanished and he got totally healed. And the way we know this is because the mom of the teenage girl, became friends with the the toddler's mom and they kept in contact and the toddler's mom told her that his tumor totally vanished.
0: Oh man. So, uh,
1: yeah. If,
0: if, ladies and gentlemen, if that doesn't encourage you to realize how powerful God's healing power and his spirit is, Think about the transfer from Elijah to the dead man from this girl's room filled with prayers that, well, hung around for the next patient. And that little uh, toddler was healed. And and, and Steve, I know you have even more stories to share. Can you share uh, another one with us?
1: Ward, I have so many stories. I I could literally fill an encyclopedia. I I mean, God, I've seen God do. I've been doing this for 25 years. And I've seen God do countless miracles. So I'll tell you another one. Um, So there's a 42 year old man from Atlanta. He's a CEO. Um, He went in for his annual CEO um, physical exam. He had no symptoms in his body. He felt just just fine, but the company requires him to get an annual physical. So he goes in for the physical and, and the doctor um, tells him, I'm sorry, I've got some bad news. We, we discovered that you have stage four liver cancer. And um, and it's it, it had spread to his brain, his kidneys and his lymph nodes. And that doctor told him it's your terminal, it, you know, it's too far gone. And so he went and got three other second opinions and all four of those doctors, the original doctor and the three second opinions all told him that he was terminal, that we can do chemo and and all of that, but it's, it's, it's not going to, it's not going to change the fact that you're terminal. It might extend your life a little bit. But anyway, um, make a long story short, he flew into Houston. He had pastor Joel Osteen had somehow connected and pastor Joel and he were, had been texting back and forth and he was flying in to go to MD Anderson to get some more testing done to see if he was a candidate for a surgery on his liver to remove the tumors. And so, um, Pastor Joel called me and said, Hey, can you come by and, and, and pray for this man? So I, I met Pastor Joel at the church. We prayed over this man. He left Pastor Joel's um, uh, office and went directly to MD Anderson, had two days of PET scans and testing. And um, he, I, I want to read you, I have to read this to you because if I paraphrase it, it won't do it justice, but he sent me this text. After the two days of testing, Steve, we have been witnesses to the most amazing miracle of my life. My scan was completely clean in all caps, no cancer anywhere in my body. We are completely stunned and speechless. We are just in awe of what God is doing. The doctor says he has never seen anything like this. The surgeon said the same thing. He recommends I do not have surgery since he does not think it's necessary. Praise and thanks be to God.
0: That that story, that miracle, reminds me a bit about when Elijah kept telling the servant, "Do do you see a cloud coming? Do you see rain coming? It made him go back seven times. And here is this gentleman literally going in four, five, six times. An act of faith, in a way, mm-hmm. yeah. and and yeah. then getting prayer, a prayer of agreement, yes, and then being completely healed, without ever having treatment. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's unbelievable. But Ward, I've seen this so many times. I really, I really have, and that's why I was compelled to write this book, because people need to know that God is a miracle working, supernatural God. He's still parting Red Seas today. You know, God hasn't it changed. Um, it, it's it's not like he did all this amazing stuff in the Bible, but then, you know, then we come on the scene and, oh, I'm, I'm not going to do any more miracles anymore. You know, um, the Bible says God never changes. Uh, That's right. You know, he, he is a supernatural healing God by nature. That's His nature.
0: Well, let me ask you this, because you have a very powerful uh, key in the book about the words that we speak. Yeah. And I want to tie that into a very common prayer that people pray that really just kind of stops God from doing anything in a way. And that common prayer is when people say, if it is God's will... Right. But isn't that statement actually dishonoring God?
1: Yeah, it really is. It really is, Ward. And and not that people mean to dishonor God, but again, people have been taught all this religious stuff, and 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 they haven't been taught um, what actually what the Bible says, <laughs> and how to walk in faith and and power. Um, here's why that that dishonors God for that particular for our healing you know it's one thing if 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 something's not in the bible like like who should i marry should i pursue this career should i buy this house you know there's a lot of things that aren't answered in the bible directly so that's when we go to god and we say god show us your will okay but we have to distinguish that from things in the bible where god clearly shows us his will And healing is one of those things. Um, God clearly says in the word that Jesus not only died for our sins, but he took our sicknesses and infirmities upon himself. He already paid the price for, for us, for our healing. That's what the Bible says. Now, most people aren't taught that. And some people are listening to this and and they're probably dubious and they're like, I don't know if it says that in the Bible. I promise you it says that in the Bible several times. And, um, God is a healing God and healing was part of our, is part of our salvation benefits package, not just our sins. He didn't just die for our sins. He died for us to walk in divine health. Um, but, um, anyway, the reason that dishonors god by saying god if if it if it be your will please heal me is because god says that jesus already paid the price with his precious blood with his life he already took our our sicknesses upon himself and when god says something so clearly and sacrifice his only son for that then it doesn't honor god to pray these Sort of milk toast, weak worm of the dust prayers, you know, saying, God, oh God, if it if it be your will, please, God, please heal me.
0: <laughs> you know. Well, that's why we have to read the Bible to know what yeah. God's will says about us. And the scripture is plain, by his stripes we are healed. That's and he right. took the stripes before he hung on the cross. He was taking care of mm-hmm. sickness and disease. Mm-hmm before he took the sins of the world upon himself. And ladies and gentlemen, this is, this is powerful stuff. And if you've never heard it, the answer is here. The answer is not only in the Word. The answer is in this book that you need to be reading to be refreshed and renewed. So many of you have faith, but you need a faith that moves mountains. So, Steve, there's an area of your book, that, and you make you make a great statement. We need to pray the promise and not yeah. the problem.
1: Right? How right. can
0: people start doing that right now?
1: Yeah. So, so look, um, here, here's what I want to tell people about that. There, there is a way to pray that is effective, and there's a way that that people pray that's ineffective. Um, you know, the Bible says in James five verse sixteen, it says the effective, fervent prayers of a righteous man avails much. So it, it, it uses that qualifier, the effective fervent prayers of a righteous, that means by implication that there is ineffective prayer, you know, all, all prayer, all, we all have equal access to God as his children, but not all prayers are created equal. There, there are some prayers that are totally ineffective. And, and one of those kind of prayers is totally ineffective is going to God with our laundry list of problems and complaints and praying the problem and rehearsing the problem. God already knows the problem. He, he knew He knew the problem before you even had the problem because he's the Alpha and the Omega. He's the He knows the end from the beginning. He knows all things. Uh, he knows things before they happen. So he knew about your problem before you had the problem. So we don't need to go to God and say, God, I'm sick. I'm, I'm this, I'm that. I have this problem. He already knows. The Bible says that, that we are to pray in faith that we are to remind God of his word, not because God has a bad memory and he, he forgot his word, but he likes to be reminded of his word. That's his covenant with us. And so when we go to God in, in in prayer, We need to number one pray in faith number two we need to pray his his word back to him because that's the only thing that god is bound by his word not not our words but his word and so we we find scriptures that pertain to our situation in this case healing and we go to god and we say god your word says that by the stripes of jesus i am healed your word says that Jesus <clears throat> bore all my sicknesses and infirmities upon himself at the cross and by his stripes I'm healed. Your word says no weapon formed against me shall prosper. So God, I'm just believing you to move in my situation, to manifest your promises in my in my physical body, <clears throat> and I'm believing you for my complete healing. That's how that's that's the effective way to pray.
0: Well, and see, you bring up a great point because, and you address it in your book. When Jesus would teach in the temple, many many of the parishioners that attended would say, wow, this man teaches with one of having authority. But that also goes into the fact of our prayer life that, let's say, okay, and we're talking about God's healing here. How can people learn and take authority and speak to that sickness just as Jesus spoke to the fig tree?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, this is another thing that people aren't taught in churches, most churches. Most churches don't teach anything about your authority in Christ, the power of your words, how to pray effective. None of these things that I talk about in the book, that's why I wrote the book, because I wanted to give people a, a resource and teach them what the word of God says and how they can receive their healing. But Lord, I love that story about Jesus cursing the fig tree. It's, it's one of my favorite stories. So Jesus is walking and he sees a fig tree from a distance. This is in Mark chapter 11 and he was hungry and he, he was hoping the fig tree had figs on it. But when he got up to it, it, it had no figs. And so he cursed the fig tree. Now, that doesn't mean he, he spoke profanity in in the original Greek. It means he 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 talked negative to it. And, and one of the other Gospels says that he he spoke to it and said, you will not bear fruit anymore. And so like because it was an unproductive tree. All right. So the next morning, his disciples saw the tree and it was withered. And they said, you know, Rabbi, how did you like basically you, look the the tree that you curse is withered. I love Jesus's response. He didn't say well, of course, I'm I'm God, you know, and of course, you know, my words have have power. No, he didn't say that he turned it around to us. And, and Mark 11 22 the second part of that verse and 23 are is the one of the most powerful passages in the Bible about the power of our words. And it he started out by saying, Have faith in God. That was, that was the first words out of his mouth. They said, God, they said, Jesus, how did you do this? First words out of his mouth, have you have faith in God? And then verse 23 says, Assuredly, I say to you, if you say to a mountain be cast into the sea and do not doubt in your heart you will have whatever things you say that is like that is one of the most powerful verses and so the mountain in our in this case represents uh, it, it represents our sickness uh your your mountain represents anything that is in between you and what God promised you. So so you know, if, if if you have cancer or another illness, that sickness is your mountain. And Jesus said, speak to the mountain and command it to be removed. And if you don't doubt in your heart, you will have whatever things you say. A couple things about that. He didn't say talk about the mountain. He didn't say to you know go around and endlessly tell people I have cancer. I have, you know, the doctor said I have cancer and he didn't say to pick up the phone and call your friends and tell them all about the mountain. He didn't even say to pray about the mountain, although prayer obviously is very important and powerful. And I have a chapter on prayer. He said to speak to the mountain and command it to be removed. He told us to do that. And, and he said, if you do it with faith, if you don't have doubt in your heart, you will have whatever things you say. Now, we either believe that or we don't.
0: Yeah. Well, you and, know? Here's, and here's the thing about the mountain. Jesus chose an object that all of mankind looks at as being immovable, unmovable. Correct. In any shape, form, or fashion. Correct. And yes. he said, you can speak to it yes. and cast it into the sea. Yes, yes. That same, that goes with healing. That goes with cancer. Look, you know me, and you know that I that I served with uh, Dodie Osteen for four years <laughs> in her healing yeah. ministry. And when we would have hundreds of people come in, so, and every single one of them looking for healing in their bodies or even in their minds, in their souls. Yeah. She prayed with that authority and spoke right. to it. She spoke to cancer as if it was the fig tree. You will wither and die. Yes. And then she would always speak name one nine and you will not come back a second time. It's like right. I I'm gonna tell you to wither and die, but I'm gonna I'm gonna nail this shut because you're not coming back. Right, right. And that's how we are to pray. That this is why I'm so excited, Steve, that that you are here on the program today because your book, God Heals, is beyond enlightening. It corrects the misguided paths of so many people who grew up in church, grew up in a religious organization and followed the rules, but never been taught to have authority and never taught that the power of that authority lives inside of them. It's like Ephesians 3.20 says, you know, the, yeah. you know, glory be to God, but the power that lives in us can do more than we can ever ask, think, or imagine. But praise the Lord that we can ask, we can think, we can imagine being healed because Jesus will bring that forth. We just have to... And, and I love the part in your book where, where you mentioned the Roman soldiers had that spike at the heel of their shoe. Yeah. And meaning that they dug in to become immovable. And that's the way we need to attack any bad situation in our life. We dig our heels in with yeah. God's word and that two-edged sword, and we don't let yeah. go till it comes to pass.
1: Yeah, so true. That's so true, Ward. That's great. And, you know, get going back to that story about, um, you know, where Jesus said you can speak to a mountain, I love that point you just made. You know, Jesus didn't, didn't use a mountain in that, in that, uh, in that passage by accident, he didn't, he didn't choose a mountain. He could have chosen something else, but he chose a mountain for exactly the reason you said to, to let us know that folks, nothing is immovable and impossible and unbreakable with God. Mm -hmm. Nothing. God has all power. And if you just believe, you know, Ward, one of my favorite verses, and, and when I sign books, I put this verse in, in every book that I sign, Mark 9 And I hope people write this verse down and, and commit it to memory and look at it and meditate on it. Jesus said, if you can believe all things are possible to him who believes that is just a, an unbelievable it's it's almost like a blank check where where Jesus said if you can if you have the faith for something all things are possible not some things not most things but if he put it back on us he said if you can believe all things are possible
0: oh a- amen and it and it is and we both know by reading the word that we're every place that jesus went he healed all and like you said not some not a few he healed all and even if he even detected a spirit of unbelief he had those people removed so that way his environment and this is a whole nother this is a whole nother area of your book that you cover to create a healing positive environment And remove those things, sometimes removing those people that bring forth unbelief and negativity in your life when you are focused on receiving that healing into your body, mind, and spirit.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a section in the book called um, Faith Cocoon, and I talk about people are probably thinking, faith cocoon, what is that? Well, you know, a cocoon, if you think of a cocoon, it's a a protected environment, right? You're you're in this cocoon like a like a caterpillar before it turns into a butterfly. Um, and and that's really what we have to create in in your home, in your hospital room, wherever you are. Um, and what I mean by that, by by creating a faith cocoon is don't allow anyone to speak doubt or death or, you know, um, because The Bible says that Jesus would not do, not could not, it doesn't say he could not, it says he would not do many mighty works in his hometown because of their unbelief. You know, God only works by faith. He, you know, he cares about our needs, but he responds to our faith. Faith is the currency of heaven. God God. only operates by faith. And when there's an environment of unbelief, when people are speaking unbelief, when they're repeating what the doctor said over and over again, and you know, there's this expectancy of defeat and death and those kinds of things, faith can't operate in that environment. So, um, I encourage people you know, if you have family members like that, and, and we all do, you know, people will come in and everybody's got an opinion and people spout off things. And, and a lot of times it's not faith. Um, you need to lovingly, you know, pull those people aside and just say, look, you know, we're only going to talk faith in this room. If, 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 you, if you can't do that, then I'm just going to ask you to stay away. Because we we need a, a you you need an environment that attracts the miracle working power of God.
0: That's it, and that is absolutely right. Because Jesus gave us the example that He did that a couple of times, removing people Correct. from an environment in which He would operate and bring forth the miracle, because He wanted no unbelief right. around Him. Yeah, and, and ladies and gentlemen we can stay in faith every single day we don't have to live with fear we don't have to live with worry we don't have right. to even uh live with unbelief but if you feel that you have it it's okay to say god help me with my unbelief he yes. will he works with us where we're at now steve yeah. we're we're almost out of time but i want to bring up something because there are many, what i call many miracles within the path of someone's ultimate healing Yes. And and I and I have to stress this to all of my viewers and listeners. I know some of you are scared to death to go to the doctor. You you hurt in your body, you're not sure, you maybe you feel a lump, but you won't go because you're afraid of bad news. Yeah. You're not operating in faith, plain and simple. But guess what? God will work with you right now where you're at. You say, well, I, I don't know what doctor to go to. Seek, ask, knock. If you need the best doctor, the Lord will provide you with the best doctor. Some of you say, well, I'm in the hospital now, but I don't. They they've offered me a an experimental uh, treatment. And Steve, I know you've probably seen this over and over, and you're and the people are like, okay, but I've got to get approval. I need approval from my insurance company. And that's a miracle. When, when the insurance company says, yes, that's yeah. a miracle. We know that God heals, but God will use a doctor. A, he will use a surgeon's hands to remove a tumor. All of those are God-ordained miracles. My, my gosh, yeah. when I live my life each and every day, I want God's hands on top of my hands. Don't you want yeah. God's hands on top of the surgeon's hands? Right. It's the same thing. It's the same faith, the same belief. <laughs> And, and I'm sure you probably have thousands of stories from people trying to get the right doctor, trying to get yeah. insurance to, to cover something that they normally would not do. But those yeah. are miracles, aren't they?
1: Absolutely, Ward. You know, uh, when we talk about miracles, it's not just the big, you know, fireworks, miracles, you know, when we talked about earlier about tumors vanishing and things like that. Those are wonderful when they happen, but God does all kinds of miracles, um, along the way. Um, you know, like you said, you know, you may call a doctor that you want, that you, you were told about, and they might say, well, we're, we're booked up for months, but then, you know, then all of a sudden uh, an appointment comes available. You know, God may send people to you to encourage you and pray for you and, and care for you. Um, so many things. I I tell people to keep a journal, like you know. And if if you don't feel like writing or something like that, we all have a, a notes app on our on our fancy uh, phones that we our smartphones that we all have. And those those the notes app, you can actually uh, dictate to it, and it'll type for you. So, but somehow keep a journal. Of everything that God does for you along the way, because when you get down and discouraged, you can go back and look and remind yourself, God has been with me every step of the way and God has already done all these smaller miracles. I hate to even say that because I think every miracle is a a miracle, but you you can remind yourself that God has done all these smaller miracles along the way and he's not just going to drop me. Philippians 1, verse 6, he who began a good work in me will be faithful to complete it. That's right. And so, yes, yes, Ward, God does all, he works in all kinds of ways.
0: And he does. And and ladies and gentlemen, this is why I I brought this up uh, to Steve and to all of you. We have to stop walking in fear. Fear can kill you. fear brings a lack of not lack of knowledge a lack of understanding it it you're you're living in a cage that has no lock and you're the only one that has the power to to walk out of that cage no one's locked it but your mind has locked it for you so don't be afraid if you if you have pain in your body you, you feel something that's not right go to the doctor just like the gentleman that steve shared with us that didn't like the first report, and he went to three other doctors for a second opinion. It's okay to do that too, because as you're stepping out, again, you need to be praying over yourself. So, ladies and gentlemen, I have read many books on God's healing power, but no one, and I mean no one, has ever written a book so complete on the subject until Steve until Steve Austin's book God heals. it's right here. God heals eight keys to defeat sickness and receive divine healing. This book, now listen to me, this book will bring you inspiration. it will bring you motivation. it will bring you encouragement. it will bring you faith. it will build your faith because you're going to be armed, with Scripture. Now, one thing I love about Steve Austin's book, it is biblical. It is Scripture based. You cannot deny the Word of God that is written in this book. That's how he put years into creating this book for all of us to understand in a very simple, encouraging way that will change our life. Look, I've read this book from cover to cover and I and I have to tell you I've even taken the words of this book and took the word healing I, I don't need healing at the moment I need provision for certain things I may need this or that so I substituted those words in his book and and oh and and I've got a, and Steve you did something so wonderful in this book and ladies and gentlemen uh,
1: hallelujah it almost
0: thank moves you. me to- <laughs> yeah.
1: thank you Lord.
0: Thank you, Jesus. Steve wrote many of you don't know how to pray, but Steve took care of that for you. He wrote out biblical based prayers in this book. If you don't know how to pray, you can pray the prayers in this book, get them into your spirit. It will, by just reading the prayers he wrote for you to pray over yourself and over your loved ones or over your situation will teach you to pray and be that faith-filled warrior, putting on the whole armor of God, that nothing is going to knock you down. That's how powerful this book is. So the other thing I love about Steve's book is that there's no condemnation. There's no confusion. Like all the other healing books out there, which a lot of them, they they try to do good, but they, they seem to have missed the point a bit and, and caused... A heavy weight upon people but this book does not it lifts you up you feel lighter you feel refreshed you feel cleansed you feel like you're gonna conquer the world and you're going to tell that mountain to be removed so this book I've never said this but this book is anointed and Amen. you will feel the rushing wind of the Holy Spirit igniting that warrior inside you till you fight the good fight of faith and win Again, I've read it from cover to cover, right here, right there. God heals. God provides. God saves. Just keep adding a word. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I've read it from cover to cover. I feel renewed. I feel reborn. I feel refreshed. I feel energetic. I feel full of God's grace and His power, and you will too. Steve's book is about healing, but again, as I said before, you can replace the word healing if you need provision or peace or joy or whatever you need the Lord to do for you. This book is a faith builder, something we don't see too often anymore. I know there's a lot of faith books out there, but this is this book is special because you, you know that I read and read and read, and, and, I've, and I've been lucky enough to read things that are great. I don't like to read things that are not great, but this one is great. It's a faith builder, and if you have struggled to understand how to move that mountain and cast it into the sea, well, God heals. Eight keys to defeat sickness and receive divine healing was written just for you. So right now, you want the book, don't you? You you can't wait to read it like I did. You go to GodHealsBook.com. And you can order your copy today. And here's the great thing. Steve has just been blessing us with so much stuff. And I will tell you this right now, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Austin's coming back to the show because we're going to be doing a part two because there's so much more to cover, so much more to inspire and motivate and encourage you. But what I love too is he's made this book available in a hardback, a paperback. And if you're like me, we love downloading all of our books on a Kindle version. He provided that too. So... Steve Austin and my the audio, friend, my the brother
1: audio, <laughs> the, I, I'm sorry Ward I just wanted to interject the audiobook is coming too so hey because um, a lot of people don't like to read or or maybe they're in the hospital laying in bed and you know so the the audiobook is coming too but thank you so much Ward
0: oh brother brother I am I'm, I'm honored that that you came onto the show to share this amazing book and what a way to kick off the year but yes. with God's healing power his will is to touch you to provide for you he's happy when you, he blesses you and when he blesses you he loves seeing you happy you know a lot of people forget that scripture you know he loves seeing us happy and Steve you've done an amazing work I speak blessings and I need and I would like to ask a favor of sure. you for all of my viewers and listeners, would you pray a prayer of healing for all of us?
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Father God, I just thank you for everyone listening or watching this broadcast, Father, that they are your children, that you love them with an everlasting love, that you sent Jesus, your only son, to die for them. And your word says in, in Romans eight thirty two that if you sent your only son, to die for us. How much more will you with him freely give us all things? God, I thank you that you are a healing God. Lord, you are our provider, our protector. Lord, you are everything we need. And God, I ask you to heal everyone who's listening or watching. And I ask you to provide their needs and Lord, anything they need. Father, we thank you that you are a loving Father, and we we thank you for everything you're going to do in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Amen and amen. And again, Steve, thank you so much for coming on to the program. And uh, I'm expecting part two very, very soon, so we will get together. And again, ladies and gentlemen, I know that you're waiting uh, for more and more. Again, you need to go to godhealsbook.com order your copy today again hardback paperback kindle and as steve has told us an audiobook is coming as well so you can listen to that on your way to work on your way to school there's no reason that you don't uh, that you that you gain more knowledge in a god that loves you a god that wants to equip you and more importantly a god that wants to heal you and he will so Stay tuned because we'll be right back with more.